All right. Welcome to the Tuesday, October 26th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined on Monday and Tuesdays by my co-host here, Mr. Big Marcel. Marcel, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Another day, another day of talking in MMA. So, I mean, looking forward to previewing this card with you. I'm really looking forward to this card. I think it's amazing. Plus, we have PFL tomorrow. We have Dana White Katana Series today. So, yeah. man, lots to discuss today, you know? I agree, man. There is quite a bit of stuff. So, again, uh, UFC 267 this Saturday. I'm looking forward to talking about this card, too, man. This is a good card, in my opinion. So, I'm yeah. looking forward to talking about this one. Then, uh, again, like Marcel mentioned, tomorrow is PFL Championship. So, we'll talk about that card. Give our picks for the winners. And then uh, Dana White's Series is tonight. We'll give our quick picks for that one. But I think we should start into the card because we have so much to talk about. we got an hour here. Let's just start into it, Marcel, okay? So we'll start with, we're going to go for UFC 267. And again, we always use UFCstats.com. Use that bout order. That is the official bout order. So let's start with the first fight of the night, Marcel. Flyweight division, we have Tadir Ulanbekov taking on Alan Nascimento, who's making his UFC debut here. The odds for this one, Marcel, pretty hefty odds in favor of the favorite here. Ulanbekov, minus 365, plus 305 on the underdog. Alan Nascimento, give me your thoughts on this one. I'll start it off, Marcel. Yeah, man. Um, Alan Nascimento, he's a training partner of the current featherweight champion, uh, a lightweight champion, I'm sorry, uh, Charles Oliveira. Um, he, he, he recently fought, I think he fought in July, right? He fought in, an, uh, in, in, in a gym event. He fought, he, he won that fight. But before that, I think he didn't fight for two and a half years or something. He, then he fought against Jolie uh, Paiva in the Contender Series, right? And it was a great fight. It was a split decision loss for him. Paiva got signed. He didn't get signed. So, um, yeah, now now he's fighting uh, Ulanbekov. Uh, Ulanbekov, we know he's uh, 1-0 in the UFC with a fight against Bruno Silva, which was pretty competitive, if I can remember. Pulled out of three fights with, uh, for for reasons like visa issues, and one time because uh, his um, one of his uh, his his mentor uh, Khabib's dad passed away, he had to pull out of that fight. So now he's back. He's a very he's a very talented guy, man. To be honest, I mean he's uh, he, he's thirteen and one with one loss against Zelga Zumagulov, majority decision in Fight Night's Global, in a fight I actually thought he won. No disrespect to Zalgas. So it should be undefeated, honestly. Um, I go with Ulanbekov here. I think he wins. Um, will it be finished? I don't know. Nascimento in the best fighter. He can make it very interesting, I think. But I'm going with a decision win here for uh, for the Dagestani. Yeah, good fight to kick off the card, I think. Uh, Ulanbekov, just the one fight in the UFC, but looked pretty good against Bruno Silva. And that win's aged pretty well. Bruno's been on a tear yeah. lately. So that looks like a really good win now in hindsight. Uh, at the time, maybe not so good, but now it looks really good. Nascimento, Marcel, I got to be honest with you, man. I had to rewatch the fight with uh, Paiva again because I didn't remember it at all. So I, I was watching again last night. It was a pretty competitive fight. Yeah. Um, the guy's got good submissions. That's basically his, his bread and butter submission game. Good uh, good ground game in general. But I do think he can get planted on his back, man. And I think that's what's going to happen here. I think Uwembekov is the, like, you know, submission-wise, Nascimento probably is better. But I think Uwembekov is very good on top. And Seems like a guy that keeps out of trouble. Also, I think he's better on the feet and the striking, too. So I really like him here, Marcel. I mean, he's a big favorite, but it's justified. And, you know, spoiler alert, there's a lot of big favorites in this card, you know, guy on this card, guys. So there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, favorite picks today, I'm sure. But, you know, this is one where I think the line is very justified. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of Russian fighters who can't get the fights have to fight in the U.S., you know, now fighting here at Fight Finally, Island, yeah, so. after like a year yeah. away. Let me get these comments from Tristan. Tristan, stoked for your guys' predictions. Hey, thanks for being here, man. 
12 rushes on the card. It's crazy, eh? Lewin Beckoff could be undefeated. Should have won his loan balls. Just like Marcel said. Yeah, he's good, man. I think he's really good, actually. Um, do I think he's the future champ? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I'll be honest. I never thought Brandon Moreno would be a champ either. So <laughs> in this division, it's pretty wide open. I'd like to see him stay more active. I mean, he's fought once in the last, what, two years, I think. So he's got to stay mm-hmm. more active. That's the one thing I'll say. But I like the guy. So let me get this comment, too. I just saw it myself. Cole just sent it to me. Mike Perry signed with Beard Knuckle Fighting Championship. So that's a big signing for them, I guess. I mean, I think it's a good move for Mike Perry. You know, MMA is not his thing, obviously. Um, you know, really struggled the last couple of fights in the UFC. It's just crazy, though. Like, two years ago, the guy went tooth and nail with Vicente Luque, split decision, and just fell off after that. You know, Marcel? Like, he's just been – he looked awful oh, lately. Also, got to go for Paul Felder, you know? Yeah, the Paul, he beat Paul Felder, right? Split decision. So, I mean, like, geez. The guy had some good wins in the UFC, but I don't know. He just fell off a cliff somehow. Just didn't improve, and, and that's it. Doug Everington. Hey, Doug, what's up, man? Good to see you guys. This card, weekend's going to be awesome. Loaded card for Halloween. It sure is. I, I really like this card. Like it's Trivia question. What was last year's Halloween card? Oh, it's Sylvan and uh, Uriah Hall. I know that one. That's not even hard to – you should ask me, like, what was it, like, 12 years ago? Be I don't know myself, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next fight here. Magomed Mustafa against Demir Ismagulov. Another big favorite, Marcel. Minus 270 for Demir, plus 230 for Magomed. What do you think is going to happen in this one? You know, I've always been high on Demir Ismagulov, man. Former and one champion. He's 5 0 in the UFC, debuted in 2018 against uh, Alex Gorgis, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, in this last fight, you are pretty spot on. Remember, you said like he could be having trouble in the beginning with Rafael Alves, and I think he got dropped or Did. he got. Stacked, yeah, and uh, staggered, and uh, he, he he won the fight later on. You know, he did he did well. He recovered. And Mustafaev is a very very hard hard guy to uh, to measure, in my opinion, in the UFC. You know, uh, he has he, he sometimes he looks really good. For example, against Rafael Fiziev, where he where he stopped him with the KO in the first round, and that was very impressive. If you look against the Brett Riddell fight, was very close. I think could have gone either way. Uh, I, I can't remember correctly. I think I scored it for Mustafaya, but I think Riddell could have won that one as well. was very close. And uh, yeah, he got uh, choked out by Kevin Lee before that. was really uh, did really well in the UFC. Thing is, man, I think Isma Gulov um, will also probably have trouble in the beginning with Mustafaya, but he should be able to win this fight, man. I think he's really... A really good fire, really all around good, you know. Um, the thing with Isma Gulov is as well, man. He, he, he doesn't fight often enough to to really make that run in the in the top fifteen, man. And maybe this is a start here, you know. Um, I, I think Isma Gulov will win. Not a stoppage, definitely a decision. Um, yeah, Isma Gulov decision, but will be a good fight, I think. Yeah, I like the I like the matchup. It's a good fight. It's just that Magomed hasn't fought enough recently. You know, that's the problem I have with this guy. He's very talented. I mean, look what he did. It's crazy, right? Everyone talks about Raphael Fiziev and Brad Riddell. I mean, this guy went toe-to-toe with Brad Riddell, lost a close decision, and he knocked out Fiziev with a crazy spinning back kick that went through the guy's guard and knocked him out. It was a really, really good knockout. It's just that, you know, six years in UFC, Marcel has five fights. Mm-hmm. It's just we haven't – like, there's no proof that he really is, you know, improving. Um, other than the Riddell fight, we look good, but still lost. And the guy is, he's a, actually a little bit older than me. He's a month older. He's 33. You know, I still think that Demir is a good fighter. I know he got dropped in the last fight, but he recovered re- really well. And then obviously you saw what happened after that. The guy is just really good, Marcel. He's kind of one of those guys that I feel like you don't really want to bet against, you know, Marcel? Like, so I, how can I pick against Demir? He's Magulov. I can't. I mean, the guy's good. And you look at the odds on him compared to some of the other big favorites, like his odds are a little lower. So, I almost feel like there could be value here. 
having said that, uh, Magomed's a really good fighter, great striker. He definitely has a puncher's or kicker's chance, I guess, in this case. But I think that Demir's the better grappler, Marcel, and overall the better fighter. I think he probably wins the decision. So that's what I'm thinking is going to happen in this one. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. We have a middleweight bout between Hugh Yaozong and Andre Petrovsky who's taking the fight on short notice for Alan Amadovsky. That guy uh, got sick of COVID, I want to say, earlier this year. The fight got canceled. And then second time, these issues, yeah, I guess, yeah. I have no idea. But the fight got canceled. That guy's a fun forever. Hugh Yaozong hasn't fought in like three years. Marcel makes his return here against Petrovsky. And, you know, I got to be honest, guys, like I was going to pick this guy against uh, Amadovsky because I think there is a little bit of upside with this guy. But <sighs> it's tough, man. You're picking against Petrovsky, who's just really dangerous, you know? So for me, Marcel, I'll just say it right now, like I'm going to go with Petrovsky in this fight because he's obviously proven that he can win in the UFC. He just did it. I still have question marks about this guy. I don't think he looked amazing against Michael Gilmore. And Yao Zong does have some upside here. He hasn't fought in a while. He might actually improve because he's dropping a couple weight classes. But Marcel, the guy I saw in the UFC wasn't very good. And I don't think he can hang in this fight for what I've seen. So I'll go Petrovsky, but there is a little bit of, um, you know, unknown because this guy hasn't fought in so long, Yao Zong. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I think when uh, Amadovsky pulled out of that fight, I think like 95% of the middleweight division wanted to have that fight, you know, against Hu Yao Zhang. We saw him in the UFC before, didn't look good at all. We know he's back to middleweight. He trained a lot in the Shanghai PI, you know. I don't know, man, what to think about the dude. I really have no idea. I picked him as well against Amadovsky. Uh, definitely not going to pick him against Petrovsky. Um, I think Petrovsky likely submits him, man, in the first or second round. I, I don't think it will be even competitive, or he has to be really, really improved. And I'm, I doubt that, but maybe I'm wrong. But I'm definitely going Petrovsky this one. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm, just, I'm organizing an interview right now at the same time. I, I'm doing an interview with this guy. So I actually, I'm, I'll just mention right now for Spectation Sports, there's a boxing event this weekend. I'm interviewing two guys. One guy, Ryan Antle, he's fighting Jeremy Horn, the UFC veteran in boxing. Okay. And the other guy's name is Joseph Boris, and he's fighting Johnny Case, the former UFC fighter in boxing right. this weekend. So that's, that's if you see me going down, it's because these guys are texting me right now and we're organizing it. So I apologize. Um, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Makwan Amberkhan against Leron Murphy. And again, another big favorite here, Leron Murphy, minus 300, plus 250, Makwan Amberkhan. Give me your thoughts on this one, because I definitely agree that Leon Murphy should be favored, but Marcel, you know, he has been taken down, and Makwan's a good grappler. So give me your thoughts on this fight, man. I know, but I've been really impressed by Lerone Murphy, man. Despite his UFC debut where he got a draw, I think he didn't want, he didn't, shouldn't get a draw there, but he got one, you know. And after that, he impressed me against uh, Ricardo Ramos and against Doug Douglas Silva de Andrade. I mean, if you look at Makwan Amerikani, one and three in his last four fights, uh, two decide two decisive losses, in my opinion, besides the first one against Burgos and against Barbosa. Against Kamuela Kurga, I actually thought he won the fight. I don't know if you agree with me there, but I you thought, know, I he thought he, it was a close fight. Here's the thing yeah, about that close. fight. So, honestly, I thought he probably did win just based on how we watch fights. But I think the judges might have did a good job. You know, when I look back at the stats for that fight, because you look at the strikes landed, it was 25 to 100 for Camilla mm -hmm. Kirk. So, yes, Macron had six and a half minutes of, of uh, control, but that's a big strike difference. So, I don't think it's a terrible decision, honestly. Even no, though it I, wasn't terrible. Yeah, I think it's fine, actually. Um, it's okay. probably, if anything, I think the judges might have been sharper there than you know people like me that thought Mac won one because the stats backed them up on that one. Anyways, go ahead, Marcel. 
Okay, um, yeah, Macron was supposed to fight Tristan Connolly on this card, so Laron took this fight on short notice. Laron was actually supposed to fight, I think, Charles Jourdain a few months, uh, a month ago or something. Um, I see more upset than Laron Murphy, man, although, like you said, man, Amir can uh, mix in the takedowns and maybe control him on the ground, but I'm willing to take that risk. I take uh, Laron Murphy, and I think he, uh, I think he gets a stoppage win late in the third round, TKO. Yeah, I, I'm still going with Lerone. Don't get me wrong. I have to take the guy. I just, you know, the line is getting a little bit high now. I, that's all I'm saying. Because I like Lerone. Don't get me wrong, Marcel. He's been good. He's looked good in the UFC. He's coming off a couple of nice wins. That win over Ramos was, I, I picked him as an underdog. There. It was a great pick as he mm. knocked him out. But I'm just saying, like, he was taken down six times by Zubera in that one fight, right? He he won. He lost that fight. It was, it was sorry, he didn't lose. It was a draw, but it was, it was close. Um, it's just that he got taken down all those fight, times in that fight. And even Dion Drodge took him down. So, I'm just saying, like, Macron could make this a greedy fight. Man, he can sub anyone, you know? So, um, I don't really like Macron Carey. I'll be honest with you. I don't think he's a great fighter, but I just think stylistically there is a chance he could win this fight if he implements the grappling. Go ahead, bro. I also don't really like Macron's cardio, I think, man. I That's think the other thing I was about to mention, Marcel. So the longer this fight goes, he's probably going to be in trouble. But I think there is that chance he could submit him in the first round. I really do yeah. think there's a chance. That's the only thing I'm worried about this fight because the guy is nasty on the ground. Let's be honest, guys. Like, he can wrap a, up a neck really quick. Um, but like you said, Marcel, that cardio faded bad in that last fight. He, he can wrap up a neck like what, he eats apple. What is with guys, or even girls too, like, when they're on top and they gas out, that's really bad in my opinion. Like, why is this happening so much lately? Like, we saw it with Andrew Sanchez. Um, uh, uh, Grant Dawson did this. Gina Mazzini, when she fought Priscilla Cachuera, she had two rounds I of mean, top control and got gassed. But what, what makes you tired when you're on top? Like you should be less tired, right? I mean, I don't know. I even get tired when I have to walk out a walk up three stairs. So <laughs> I, know, I mean, what, what, like, yeah, it's not like my cardio is good, so <laughs> I can't say anything. All right, let me get these comments. Doug says Amber Carney's top, but I think Bruffy gets the win. I think so too, probably. Uh Glenn, hey Glenn, what's up? He says Amber Carney's fought some high quality guys, seems mentally beaten. Sure does that last fight too. Um, all right, let's go to the next fight. Shamil Gamzatov against Michael Lexiak. Interesting fight, light heavyweight division. Odds minus one forty two. For Shamil, plus one twenty view for Michael. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, man? Interesting fight. Shamil's second fight hasn't fought in a while, and Alexia coming off a kind of a controversial loss, I guess, or win, I should say, over Medestas Bukowskis. What are your thoughts on the fight? This is really a fight. I'm like, this can be such a bad fight. You know what I mean? This can be become such a bad fight. It can be also a really interesting one. But man, I mean, if Gamzatov gonna try to wrestle and Oleksiychuk likely gonna try this as well, it's gonna be like I see a lot of cage hanging in this one for some reason. You know, a lot of uh, trying to dirty box to try to get in the clinch for some reason. Um, the, the, this fight has split decision written all over it. You know, in my opinion, a very close fight. I like to give Gamsatov a slight edge, but man, I mean, I, I really have a bad read on this fight. I'm going with Gamsatov. I don't even gonna go in depth on this fight because I don't really see it. Uh, Gamsatov a split decision, but I don't know, man. Really weird fight to me, this one. That's kind of what I felt at first, but you know, I actually went back and watched games. I gotta be honest with you, I completely forgot how that fight went with Clinton Debris. It wasn't yeah, he lost that one in my opinion. It was it was close. It wasn't the most exciting fight, and that was his first career. Or no, he didn't lose actually, but yeah, I mean, it was. It could have been his first career loss. The guy hasn't yeah. lost yet. That's the thing. He hasn't lost yet. You gotta remember that. Like he hasn't. There's no path to beat him yet. So I got to be honest with myself. I, my initial thought was, I kind of remember that fight. And was like, I wasn't too impressed. Michael Lexiak has been more active. He's a younger guy. Everything good. Good boxer. Obviously, good ground game too. But 
You know, I went back and watched Games of Tops fights, like, because I haven't really, I don't really even remember doing a tape study on this guy the first time he fought. And I was pretty impressed. I got to be honest, Marcel. I thought he looked pretty good, you know? I think this guy's pretty good. He has a lot of power. He's a big dude. He's he's hard to hit. And, you know, the guy, he's unbeaten. He's got, like, okay wrestling from top. He's a powerful guy. Um. You know, Marshall, I got to be honest with you, man. The more I looked into this fight, the more I like the favorite in this one in games at all. And the line is going down. It's actually not going up like all the other lines. It's going down. So, I, you know, if this line keeps going down, I'll probably end up betting on this guy because I do think he probably wins the fight. I think he's the better fighter. And honestly, like, I, I just feel safer with him over Michael Exiak, who's lost a couple times and probably should have lost three in a row. Whereas a guy that's coming off a long winning streak, having said that, long layoff too. So that's the worry, but. I like this guy, Marcel. I think he wins. I think he's better it, than man. what I thought. I'll be honest. Do it. Do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I might. It. I want to wait for the line to, to see where it goes. Yeah. But you know, it's all, I'm not saying he's amazing by any means, but I think he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go to the next fight here. We go to Elizy Zaleski de Santos against Benoit Sandini. He's making his UFC debut. Uh, it's a welterweight fight here, Marcel. The odds for this one: Elizy Zaleski de Santos minus two twenty, Benoit plus one eighty. What do you think? I'm so happy you didn't say St. Dennis like some people do. <laughs> um, yeah, Benoit Sandedi. I actually saw a second profile live. I was there, oh. you know, uh, was in Belgium. He got brought in. Actually, many of those guys got brought in in that, in that uh, event to lose to the uh, home fighters, you know, and he was supposed to fight. He was fighting Arthur Sepaniak, who is a good fighter as a Polish-Belgian guy. And he was supposed to win that fight. It was for a title. But Benoit Saint-Denis, he looked great. And he won that fight. So uh, after that, uh, he had he did very well and brave. You know, he actually got a very good win against Luan Santiago, uh, which which I think is a really good fighter, in my opinion. Also, Mario Zaid. Um, thing is, man, Elisio Zaleski dos Santos uh, lost the last fight against, uh, against Sadikov. I actually thought he won that fight, in my opinion. But um, I don't know how you look at it. Um he has actually looked great as Alaski, despite his fight against Li Jingliang, where he got knocked out in the third round. I think that was also in China. And I think he was a pretty big favorite in that fight, if I can remember uh, correctly. Um, yeah, I think as long as Alaski can keep it standing, he will have the better shot here. Saint-Denis is pretty good on the ground, in my opinion. Um, but still, I'll go with Zaleski, man. Has better, had better opponents. Uh, more experienced, has has looked overall pretty good in my opinion. I'm going with Zaleski here, man. Um, will he get a finish here? I don't know. Um, let's say uh, TKO finish in the second round for Elizio Zaleski dos Santos. Yeah, this is a great fight. I like this one. So th- I got to be honest, like I didn't know much about this guy at all. I had to watch his fights, uh, and I was really impressed, man. I mean, this guy is a beast. Uh, calm God of War, and I can see why. I mean, the guy is born for fighting. It looks like. He's a beast, man, Marcel. He's an absolute monster mm-hmm. with the grappling. Um, he gets you to the ground. He gets your neck really fast. And what I like about him is he's relentless with the takedowns. Like He's always going for it. Even in the fights where – I want to see the one you were talking about, the Arthur fight. I want to see he was struggling a little bit in that fight and came back and won, right? He went mm-hmm. and freaked out. I watched it on – I was watching it on YouTube, Marcel. It's on there. You can watch okay. it yourself. So I don't know if I saw you in the crowd or not. But I've just I been really – I think so was high. <laughs> <laughs> I've been impressed by this guy, man. I think he looks really good. Like this is a step up, obviously. Like that's the thing, right? Zaleski's been in the UFC. He's a lot of experience now. He has good wins in the UFC. Sean Strickland, Max Griffin. Those are good wins. I mean, he's a good fighter. It's hard to against them, but, you know, this guy is so good with the grappling that I do think there's a chance he can win this fight. So, 
I'm going back and forth, Marcel. My lean is a little bit towards the underdog in this one, too. I'm kind of leaning towards Benoit Saint-Denis. I think this guy's grappling is that good. And I think the UFC's the matchmakers see something here. They're like, you know what? Let's give this guy a shot against the veteran and see how good he is. Um, you know, this guy's only 25. Unless he's getting up there in age 34 now. He's not super old by any means, but, you know, he is coming off a couple losses in the last two, three fights. So I do think he's on a bit of a decline at this point in his career. And again, I do see some holes in the ground, like Jing Liang had him down on the ground a couple times in that fight. Um, uh, even uh, Vendramini took his back in that fight before he got knocked out. So I, I think this guy, Benoit, if he really implements this grappling-based game plan, go in this fight. So that's the lean I have right now, Marshall. This guy's nasty. And I recommend you guys go watch his fights on YouTube. He's really fun to watch. That knee bar submission was nasty. Go ahead. Sorry, you're, right, you're right swinging me, man. With, uh, that was good, man. I was really I'll impressed. I had no Dramini idea. Took- Marcel, I've back, never yeah. seen this guy fight before. I, I'm just being honest. And I watched his fights and I was impressed. Now, I got I just got to check myself sometimes because, you know, again, he's not in the UFC. He's not fighting UFC caliber competition. But the guys he's fighting are decent. They're not scrubs. They're not O and O. They're guys with like mm-hmm. a lot of experience. So that's why mm-hmm. I like him here because he's not been fighting scrubs, you know? Am I swaying you? Man, you know, yeah, man. Normally, <laughs> I'm not easily to sway, but I'm like, I saw that Van Romini, how easily he took Zelensky's back, and I think San Denis can do that as well, actually. You know, so I'm, I'm kind of, you're kind of swaying me here. I have to look look deeper into this. So, yeah, you're kind of swaying me here, man. It's not, that doesn't happen often, to be really honest. So you did it once with uh, Rose against Zhang, remember? And it's... It worked out very well because I thought Zhang first, and then I went back and forth. I was like, "Why the hell pick I do I pick Zhang? I should pick Rose, you know." Yeah, so well, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, I did, did it once. I, mean, so. I I might be wrong about this one because I think Zaleski's good. I just I really like Denis. I think he's good. And again, there's a lot, a lot of uh, underdogs in this card that are I think live. Like there's a lot of big fears that should win. This guy, it's undefeated. Great ground game. Now the only thing I'm wor- like not worried about, but I would have liked it better if this fight was in the apex because it's a smaller cage. But even in the big cage, I, I like what I've seen from this guy. He just seems like a beast, man. Like, he's one of those guys that you have to kill the be kind of, from what I've seen. So, I like it, man. I really like it, uh, Benoit Saint-Denis, Marcel. All right. How, and I like this guy, too, in the next fight. Let's talk about this guy. Albert Durea talking about taking on Roman Kopilov here, guys. Uh, this fight is uh, – the odds for this one, minus 320 now for Durea, plus 260 for Kopilov. So, really no surprise. I mean, we all saw Contender Series. I think it was earlier this month, right? Maybe last month. The guy just completely steamrolled the dude, and and we're all like looking at him. I'm like, is this Kamzat Chamayev part two? Like, this guy's a beast, Marcel. And I, I mean, I guess I'll start with this breakdown. You know, like this guy's been fighting pretty good competition for a while now. Like, he's a longtime veteran of the sport. We talked about him, Marcel. Remember, we said like he, this guy had fought Professor X like ten years ago, like in his second or third fight. This guy fought like Ramsey and Amiv and Tokov. He got knocked out by those guys, but he hasn't lost since then. And the grappling is out of this world, and the dominance on the ground is just it's really, really fun to watch. Great ground and pound, heavy ground and pound, nasty submissions, super aggressive. I I really like this fighter, Marcel. And he's he's in his prime right now. Like he's ready for the UFC. Like he's I think he's 30-something, right? So he's ready to be here now, and he's 32. He should have been here a while ago. Um, that fight with Clifford Starks is very impressive. I recommend watching that one. That blew me away. How like Clifford Starks is a guy that you know had some close fights for the UFC, and this guy destroyed him. Um, you know, let's talk about Kopylov here. I don't want to completely overlook this guy, and I don't think we should, guys, because you know this dude does have some power, and all of his wins are by knockout. So that's the thing with this fight. Like if Dorea, if he doesn't get the finish quickly, what happens if he gets tired? Because this guy's almost all his wins are in, like the second, third, or fourth round, which is really bizarre. Almost um, the guy's obviously got good cardio. So I just that's the only question I have is if Durant doesn't get the finish in the first round, does he gas out? 
Um, I think he does love Marcel. I, I believe in this guy. And again, seeing Robertson submit Kopilov, I've got to go with Durev to get a submission. That's what I'm thinking happens here. I just think, I hope he does in the first round because he doesn't, then I do think there could be a little bit of a worry of him getting tired. But yeah, Marcel, I got to go with Durev after seeing what he looked like in contender series. What do you think? I'm going to give you a bold statement. I think Durev is at this moment top eight in the world, man. That's top how good I think he is. Eight in the world. Holy yeah, man. I think he is. I think he's really good. And the thing is, he did, he wasn't able to fight in the U.S. also because of visa issues. That's why it took so long. He didn't fall for three years, I think, before I got the contender series. In my opinion, he's a guy who shouldn't have been go through the contender series to get in the UFC, you know. And uh, you saw how easily he beat Kyle Biddencourt, which is a good mm -hmm. fighter, in my opinion, you know. So um, I think he have his way with Kopilov, man. I mean, I, I I was always high on Kopilov when I saw him fight Nice Global, came to the UFC, and then got submitted by Carl Robeson. I was shocked. I tell you honestly, I was shocked, you know, mm -hmm. um, that that he that he lost to Robeson. And uh, he's not going to win against Duraev, man. Duraev is really good, you know. And yeah. uh, I expect Duraev also to get to get a finish here. I don't know which round, but he got a finish here, man, for sure. I don't think Submission. so either. I just I'm just saying, like this guy has been knocked out three times. You know, he has lost guys. It's mm -hmm. not like he hasn't. But again, you know, he's improved since then, and he looked great in that fight. So I think he wins. Doug says it's going to be a long night for Copyloff uh, if Durian gets to the ground. I think it's going to be a short night, actually. I think he would. I think he finishes him quickly. I know what you mean, Doug. I just think he would finish him quick. All right, next fight. How about this one, Marcel? We got uh, this fight. Interesting one. Zubair Tukugov against Ricardo Ramos. Right now we have Tukugov minus 160, Ramos plus 140. What do you think? Yeah, the really fun thing about Zubair Tukugov is that I still think he should have been undefeated in the UFC. Um I think the Moicano fight, really close, could have won that one, could have lost that one. So it's close. So I actually, when it's a, for me, it's a clo close fight. I see split decision. Split decision doesn't always mean it was a close fight. It can also be a fuck up by one of the judges, you know, that should be unanimous. I remember that one that it was a close fight, could could have gone both ways. The Hakim Dawudu fight, actually, I think he won the first two rounds. And I think Dawudu won the third round. And uh, for some reason, he really coasted in that third round. And uh, that pretty much cost him the fight because he thought he had two rounds in the back, which I thought he had as well. Um, if you look at all, all, all other things he done, and also, man, the Leroy Murphy, man, we talked about that uh, just like a few minutes ago. He won that fight actually as well. So, th but the only thing is, if you look uh, specifically to his record, his last six years, he has only one win against Kevin Aguilar, you know? And that was a good win, in my opinion. And plus, he got Usada, I think, for two years as well, Zubaira. Um, Ricardo Ramos, this fight was actually supposed to happen earlier. Didn't happen. Um, I mean, Ramos has has looked pretty well against Aljo, against against guys like Garagori, but against guys like Murphy and Nurmagomedov, who I ranked a little bit higher than him, he didn't look good at all, in my opinion. You know, we know now it's at 145. Still... Tuhugov is a better fighter, in my opinion. You know, so I'm going Subaru Tuhugov all day. I'm going with Tuhugov when actually with a stoppage here. I think he oh, stops him wow. in the third round, late third round. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a chance he could stop him. Uh, you know, I will say that I like Ramos, but the one problem, obviously, is the durability has been finished a couple times. So fight with Murphy uh, ends up on his back and for some reason just wanted to play in the guard of Murphy, which was a stupid decision, gets pounded out. And then the fight, it was like a spinning back kick to the body. Um, and I almost wonder if, because he was at 135, cutting all the weight, that he couldn't like take a kick like that. Uh, you know, this is a competitive fight, I think, Marcel. You know, Ramos is, is good, man. And he really surprised me in the last fight against Algio. He looked really good in that fight. Had eight takedowns, dominated with the grappling. And again, he's only 26. So he's a guy who's improving in front of our very eyes. And, you know, he's 6-2 and two now in the UFC. He's been around for a while. So I've been impressed with him. Tuhugov also, you know, pretty impressive at times. 4-2-1 record. 
But, uh, you know, he's been in the UFC for seven years and only has seven fights. You know, Marcel doesn't fight that often. That's true. And, uh, you know, I think he's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. He's got good grappling and everything. But I think there's a little bit more upside here with Ramos, to be honest with you. And I, I've liked the improvements I've seen with this guy, especially in that last fight. Um, and overall, I think he's looked pretty good lately, except for that Murphy fight. So, again, it's it's the card with a lot of favorites they're going to win. This is one underdog I do think has a realistic chance to win because he has a path to victory with uh, grappling. And also, I think the striking is, is pretty good, too. You know, I don't think he's as much power, obviously, as Zubera, but he can match him in pace, man. Zubera is one of those guys that's kind of inactive on the feet sometimes, which I think that Ramos could take advantage of that. So, Marcel, again, you know, I, I expect a lot of the Russians to win on this card, but I think this is a chance where uh, one of the underdogs can pull it off. So I'll take Ramos, guys, and probably a decision. You know, I think you can grapple him, but uh, maybe submit him, too. You never know. Let me get these comments. Hey, CM Hawk, he says, middleweight division, easy to compare to and Jureyev could be that. Maybe. The guy's really good. How do you think the common opponent Murphy factors in the Tugov-Ramos fight? Ramos finished bad where Tugov almost beat Murphy. I mean, it's it's definitely it's interesting, but it, again, I don't think you could play MMA math. It, it's just, it just doesn't always work. It's, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We'll see. Maybe it doesn't work in this case. I, I don't know. I, I, I do think Ramos can win this fight. This is a good thing from uh, Kevin. He's just saying it's not uh, Visa, it's Visa. So yeah, just, I, re I replied to him. Oh, you did? Okay, he did. Okay, you replied. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next fight. Last prelim, uh, Amanda Rebus, Verna Jandaroba. Uh, mm -hmm. Right now for this fight, Marcel, close odds. Actually, I, yeah, more, some of the closest odds in the card. Minus 160 for Rebus, plus 140 for Verna Jandaroba. What do you think? Uh, yeah, good good question. You know, um, I think Verna has looked pretty well in the UFC so far, man. I mean, her debut against Carla Esposa wasn't good at all. I think she got control on the ground too much, which I actually, I, I gave her and I'm more of a chance against Carla. After that, she has four, she had four fights, one, three, two, two with pretty much ease, in my opinion. Uh, the Kanaka Murata, she did very well as well. And if, in the Dern fight, it was really close, I remember, you know. I think, actually, it could have been two to one for Verna, you know, so that was a really close fight. If you look at Rebus, um, yeah, she has done well in the UFC until she fought Marina Rodriguez, dominated first round with her grappling and got uh, knocked out in the second round. So the thing is, they have a, a common opponent uh, with Mackenzie Dern, you know. I think they think Rebus uh, won clearly against Dern, Verna Regendiroba, and she had more problems, but she could have won that fight as well. It was a close fight. Uh, MMA mat never works, you know, so we can't use that actually, but it's a, it's a fun measurement kind of thing to, to look at. Um it's just, I think it's a super close fight, man. I think uh, people don't give her an agenda role, but the re respect that she deserves. I think Amanda uh, gets much more respect than her. Um, man, it's super close. I kind of lean slightly with Amanda, but I wouldn't be surprised if Verna wins this fight. I think we'll be super close. Don't see a finish here. I'm going with a decision win for, for Amanda, but I would never bet on this fight. Chris is asking, is Tuval the better grappler? I mean, it's, it's competitive. It's close. I, I would say it's close. I think that... Ramos has used his grappling, utilized it better. I mean, on paper, maybe too out of his. He's still a good grappler, too. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that Ramos will be slightly better at the grappling. So that's one of the, the reads I have on the fight, but I it wouldn't be surprised that I was wrong with that, ultimately, because two of is a good grappler, too. Okay, um, so my thoughts on this one, again, MMA math, right? Like, does it work here? I don't know. Hard to say. I mean, so my initial thoughts on this one, Marcel, were, you know, I really like Rebus. I, I think she'll bounce back. I liked what she was doing before the fight with Rodriguez. Even in that fight, she was winning that fight and then got caught mm -hmm. and knocked out, right? She was winning the fight. It's just, this is a different matchup, you know? Ginger Roba is really good in the ground. Like, she's nasty, and she's also good at, like, reversing position, not getting submitted, getting on top of you, and she could sweep. 
Amanda Ryu has plays actually as well. And this fight goes to the ground on the feet. Very aggressive coming off a – it's not really a knockover. It's like an injury, but still. I mean, she looked good in that fight. But the grappling, I, I still find it could be a concern for me, like the takedown defense. So I do think Amanda's a better wrestler. And I think that she'll probably end up being on top position more in this fight and winning decision. But, you know, this fight was a little bit close. When I, when I looked into it, Marcel was a little tougher than I initially thought. Because Verna is a pretty underrated fighter, and she has good grappling herself. And she's uh, pretty gritty on the feet, too. So I, I think it's a close fight, but I would lean slightly, slightly towards uh, Amanda Rivas. <laughs> Doug says, Jandro, but I think beats her. She's sharp despite the loss to Esparza. She is good. I think she's quite good. She is. She is good. So I, I wouldn't be surprised you pulled it off, but I'm going to lean towards Rivas. Okay, let's go to this fight. Main card, Megalay Ankalaev against Volkan Uzdemir. And odds pretty high in this one. It's, uh, minus 290. Megalay Ankalaev plus 245. Volkan Uzdemir, give me your thoughts. I love Magomed Ankalaev, man. Dude is great. You know, I've said said that to you even before I signed with the UFC, mm -hmm. or I don't know if I said it to you, but I said it to many people before I signed with the UFC. Um, he made his debut, absolutely dominated Paul Craig, was supposed to get a 30-24 scorecard, I think, to, to three ten eight rounds, and then get submitted in the last last second. <laughs> uh, gets in the triangle choke in the last eight seconds. You know, it's crazy. But after that, man, he has looked really good. You know, in the UFC, I think defeated he defeated uh, Marcin Pragnio with a with, with a head kick. Uh, Abreu Lunjambula Kutilaba twice. You know, we all know where the first fight went, and against Krilov. You know, uh, Ozdemir. You know, he came crazy in the UFC, remember, with that uh, no-time thing, and uh, he knocked out everybody, then got stopped by Cormier. Uh, after that, yeah, I mean, he had some bad luck with decisions as well. I think he won the Reyes fight. He didn't get that one. Uh, went back to the, how do you say that, guys, to the drawing board or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he got wins over Latifi and a split decision win over Alexander Rakic. Lost to, I uh, was also close fight, by the way, lost to Prohaska. Um, the thing is, I think Ankalaev, could be top six at this moment in the light heavyweight division. Uh, Uzdemir has been there. Don't seem really come back there at this moment. I think Ankalaev wins this one. I think he knocks Uzdemir out in the second round. Yeah, I like Ankalaev a lot too, man. He's good. And, you know, the guys really just bounced back from that first loss. Because, uh, man, when I saw – I remember watching that fight. I couldn't believe he tapped out with one second left. Like, <laughs> it, still, it still blows my mind. It was like yeah, the biggest quick draw I've ever seen in the UFC. Like, it was unbelievable. One second, buddy, he would have won the fight. So and just also that – that, Took like one and a half, two years from his, how do you say that, from his climbing to the rankings of the USC, yeah, you know, yeah, that he lost his, his yeah. ascent up the rankings. But I mean, the guys look good lately, right? I will say though, the, the Nick Keita Crowley fight was a little closer than, than we thought, probably, but uh, he still won the fight. And obviously, before that, he knocked out like a couple of guys in a row. Uh, Volkan, you got some power too, obviously, as we've seen. And I mean, the guy's pulled off some upsets, man. He really has Marcel. He's pulled off like three or four in his career. Um, but I don't know. I don't really trust the guy anymore. You know, getting coming off a knuckle loss, coming off a long layoff. He's obviously got the, he's got a puncher's chance here, Marcel. But Ankalaev, one thing I noticed, he's so hard to hit, and I think he's just gonna he'll probably be the one who knocks out Uzumir, To be honest with you, so either a T, either a TK or a decision. But I, I like Ankalaev in this fight. You know, I, I don't think the odds are too high, though a lot of people do. Um, you know, it's, Volkan's a good fighter, but I, I believe in Ankalaevin. I think he could be up to, like, th minus 300, minus 400 in this fight. I, I think he wins all day. I, I really like him here, Marcel. The guy's really good. Doug says Magomed's going to sleep Volkan. He has been the since, same since he lost to DC for the belt. I actually agree with that. That fight was, like, it was one of those fights that, like, really probably, like, just kind of showed that he's not at that championship level. He just hasn't looked the same since then. He has obviously picked up some wins. Like, he beat Rakic, which, is, which was a good win on paper, but 
and Latifi too. But uh, again, the loss to a couple of losses. I mean, the fight with Smith, the Reyes fight was close. I think some people thought he won. The guy's good. Don't get me wrong. He's a good fighter, Marcel. I just think Ankalov's even better. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Li Jing Liang versus Kamzat Chamayev. The return of Kamzat and minus 550 for Kamzat, plus 425 for the leech. I know you think these odds are too high, right? Yeah, those are too high. Yeah. But um, yeah, you want me to break it down? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Hamzat Chimaev, I think he's a great fighter, man. I really like how he fights. You know, he is relentless, uh, he's good on the ground. Stand up looked pretty well. What I saw so far, um, he, he fought in Brave before as well, where he looked amazing, and he didn't uh, fought bad fighters, man. He fought a guy like Ikram Aliskarov, which is also a good fighter. Um, I mean, Li Jing Liang, he did very well in the in the Santiago Ponzinibbio fight. You know, he knocked him out. Where Santiago came back after two years, I think, and uh, Santiago didn't look like himself. In my opinion, no disrespect, uh, nothing to take away from Li Jing Liang because that was a great win for him. <clears throat> Thing is, if Li Jing Liang gets a, uh, gets a step up in competition, he not always shows that he can do it. You know what I mean? He is definitely a pretty good fighter. But the Santiago Ponzinibbio win was, when was, I think, his first big win outside of Japan or of outside of China. You know, so. Um, that's yes, man. People are gonna be pissed at me, but I think Chimaev is really that good. Has been, uh, been. Uh, how do you say that? Has been. Um, he's really as good as people say he is. The know? hype is real, as we say. Uh, yeah, uh, the hype is real, in my opinion. So yes, I'm going with Chimaev here, and I think Chimaev knocks him out. To be honest, TKO ground and pound. There you go. Yeah, I, I mean, how do you go against this guy? I mean, the guy looked like the probably the best fighter in the world when he came on the scene last year, but of course, you know, a year layoff. Really bad COVID. He literally mm-hmm. retired from the sport, said he was done with it. I don't know. I'd like to think that, you know, he's emotional. It was an emotional time for him. And I'd like to think he's going to come back and perform here. I mean, I don't think he would take the fight if he was anywhere not close to 100%. So I expect him to come back healthy. And, you know, as long as he does, I think he cleans up and wins this fight for sure. I mean, Lee Jing Lan's a good fighter, man, as we know, guys. He has uh, really good knockout power. Like, he's an underrated guy. A lot of bonuses in his career, too, I noticed. Like, Guy wins a bonus like almost every other fight. It's a fun guy to watch. Um, but one problem is the takedown defense, 59%. And, you know, mostly in his career, he's fought strikers, I've noticed. Like, they mostly paired him up with strikers. But the few grapplers he fought, he struggled a little bit. Like, Neil Magny's a guy with good grappling. He struggled there. Jake Matthews is another guy. And also, uh, Keita Nakamura submitted him. So, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that Kamayev takes him down, and submits him, Marcel. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I, I not what's possible, but I'm actually leaning towards a submission. And I was looking at the odds for that today. Um, by the way, Kamayev's all of his wins are by finish, so he'll probably win by finish in this fight, like, like very, almost very likely. The odds on him inside the distance just it's minus one seventy five delay juice. That's better than minus five fifty, so I think that's the way to go there. The other thing is to look at the the props. So the knockout's plus one fifty, but the submission's plus three ten. And I really think he's got a chance to submit him with like a neck crank or rear naked choke, Marcel. Um, so I'm I might throw a, like a, a part of a unit on that the, the submission just because I think that's how he's going to win the fight. I really like him in this fight though, and I don't think the fight goes the distance, Marcel. I think someone gets finished. You know, if if, if Lee wins, I don't think it'll be a decision. I think he's going to catch uh, this guy and knock him out. But I'll see it happening. I, I think Kamaya's real. Glenn says he hasn't bought a ticket for the Kamaya hype chain yet. Those be a good test. It sure will be. I mean, Lee's a good fighter, but I I believe in Kamaya. And again. I think that that win over Gerald Mirshard looks a lot better, Marcel, doesn't it? After Mirshard just beat Miradov, that looks really yeah. good. 
Doug uh, says uh, they figured Ponzi against Lee got the knockout. The odds are too high. It's disrespectful to Leach, but I think Kamzat is going to minus who he is. I agree the odds are – they look high, but mm. realistically, he's probably going to win the fight. So it, it, they have to keep it somewhat high. Uh, and this is this is what the, book, the books do. They try to you know encourage the two-way action, right? Like there's a lot of people out there, Doug, that are looking at that plus 425 now and being like, hmm, is it worth taking a shot on Lee? Knowing he's probably going to lose because the odds are so good, right? But, yeah, I think Kamzat's for real. I think he's great. All right, next fight, go to the heavyweight division. Alexander Volkov against Marcin Tabura. Volkov minus 275, Tabura plus 235. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this can also be just like the Oleg Seychuk against Gamzatov, a very boring fight. You know, um, if Tabura gets the upper hand with the wrestling, you know, he can and he can hold on Volkov, he can ride out a decision. But can he do that? You know, can he do it for three rounds? Because I think Volkov's stand-up is better than Tibura's stand-up, you know? And um, overall, I think I think Tibura might win the first round, you know, with taking him down. But I think Tibura gasses lately. And I see Volkov winning lately with probably a TKO or a decision win. So I would go with Volkov in this one. But I don't know, man. I mean, it, it pretty much depends on Tibura's cardio, I think. You know, if, if he, his cardio is on point and he can go for three rounds, he can uh, hold him onto the ground. He can win this fight. But uh, I think I'm going with Volkov in this one. But I'm not sure. Far from sure. Yeah, so I gotta be honest. My initial thoughts were the odds, the odds were too high, and I'm, I'm looking at Tabura because the guy obviously is a good wrestler. He's, he's shown that in the last couple of fights, but I don't know, Marcel. Honestly, like his chin still really worries me. Mm-hmm. Um, even that last fight, man, Walt Harris was rocky and bad, and then Walt gassed after about a minute. You know, Volkov won't gas. Volkov got 25 minutes of gas, and I think that's the difference here. The the, the cardio. Um, even if Tabura gets him down, which I think he could, especially in the first round when they're both fresh, I think there's a chance Tabura could get him down. But I don't think he'll finish on the ground. As, and I just think as the fight where it's on, Volkov will be doing a lot of damage to him on the feet and piece him up and probably stop Tabura. So, again, my initial instinct when I looked at this one was Tabura could wrestle him, but, you know, because of the Curse Blades fight where he got taken down so many times. But, you know, just, I don't know, Marcel. I'm not convinced. And honestly, like, I know he beat Harrison Hardy by TKO, but he did lose the first round, or he lost the first round against Hardy in the stand up. He was outstruck. Hardy gassed out and he got him down. I yeah, Volkov's not going to gas. I got to go with Volkov in this fight. So let me get let me get these comments. If Kamzat wins, will he get matched with Wonderboy next? Uh, oh, he's asking who we win, pick to win that fight. I mean, if Kamzat wins and does what we're going to think he's going to do, I, I think it'd be hard to pick him again, like not pick him against that, like most guys, except for like the truly elite guys like Usman. But I think you know Wonderboy is good, but he did show some holes in that last fight against Burns with the takedown defense against a guy who's. Not the biggest welterweight. Cam's that's a guy coming down from middleweight, remember, guys? So he's a big dude. Uh, who would you pick in that one, Marcel? Like in a potential fight? Probably comes up, man. But man, I know, people, I, people I are crazy, you know. People call Gilbert Burns boring uh, because of that last fight. I'm like, this dude did yeah. exactly what he had to do to win against Wonder Boy. You can't go and strike with the dude because only Pettis won that fight, and that was a one punch knockout, you know. And he yeah. was losing until that that point, you know. Yeah. So you can't uh, fight Wonder Boy almost in a different way, you know, because Wonder Boy always looks good if you go strike with him. So I think that was a good thing by Burns, and I think Kamzat can do that. As as well you know yeah no i agree with that too all right um let's go to the next fight here <sighs> i mean the odds are pretty crazy this one Islam makachev right now guys minus 600 and dane hooker plus 450 but <sighs> i'll be honest with you oh sorry i missed a couple comments i'll get them in a second but you know for this one it's like marcel i mean how can we really pick dane hooker we just can't do it i can't do it I, I'm, I'm gonna actually 
I'm going to read your mind and say you're not going to pick Dan Hooker in this fight either. Like, Dan's great, right? Dan's awesome. He's a warrior. He'll take a fight from there. So he'll fly halfway across the world. He's a, he's, a, he's a beast. I love the guy. He'll become a fan favorite. But Islam, I think, has his way with him, man. I think Islam just controls the fight with the takedowns. I'm, the only question is, does he submit him or not? I don't think so. I think it's going to go the distance. Uh, Dan's wrestling and just his overall submission defense, everything's really improved and tightened up. So I think Dan's going to be scrappy enough to survive to the decision, Marcel, but I, I expect his time to win for sure. So, you know, the minus 600 is a little disrespectful, obviously, but at the same time, I mean, it, it does make sense too. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, I always got people pissed off for this, what I'm saying, but Dan Hooker is to me, isn't a top five fighter, you know, he can make it competitive with these guys, you know, but he isn't a top five fighter. He's top 10 in my opinion, you know, and in his mind, he thinks he's the best because he trains with Adesanya, with Volkanovski, you know, and he also really had a close fight though last year with Poirier. Yeah, close. that's that's what I say. He can make it competitive yeah. with these guys, but I don't see him as a top guy, you know. I see Poirier as a top guy. I don't see it with Hooker, and it's no disrespect to him because he's a great fighter. Don't get me wrong, but somewhere down the way, he became like, uh, how do you say that? Almost kind of cocky, in my opinion, you know not really likable to me before he was but i don't know what happened to him he's a good fighter don't get me wrong i think islam makashev has way more potential than dan hooker you know in this division he's still young as well you know i don't say hooker is old but makashev i mean he's also his striking is becoming better in my opinion his grappling already very good his wrestling got one loss on his record was a one-punch knockout against adriano martins years ago you know and dude he submitted moises last time in the fourth round you know that's that's impressive in my opinion moise is good fired up definitely good on ground um i'm taking makashev all day over hooker you know but not with a finish i think he decisions yeah. him you know i think hooker is tough he can set it up for 15 minutes and uh but i think makashev will win likely 30 27. makashev by, by a decision is plus 100 so that's yeah. better odds than minus 700 if you want to take a shot at that because i think that's most likely way he wins um, also go ahead also the thing is, Hooker, the last time he won against Nasrat was with a lot of wrestling in it. He's not going to wrestle Makashev, man. Or at least he's not going to be better at wrestling against Makashev, in my opinion, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, so he probably has to strike with him. But yeah, I think exactly. Makashev takes him to the ground. So Yeah. Quinn says his word for Hooker here. Yeah, without Behrman in his corner. That's true. Uh, Nasrat, no business leader with Hooker. So Hooker got to get back to get the win call. Kind of. You know, I, I mean, me and Marcel picked Nazareth. It wasn't our best pick. We'll just say that. I didn't expect Dan <laughs> yeah. Hooker. I didn't expect Dan Hooker to wrestle. But I'll say that too. Hook, hang on with the upset. Uh, I hope that Islam's going to win. Oh, he's going to win for sure. Um, be nice if Dan won, obviously, but I don't think he will. All right, uh, Peter Jan, Corey Sanhagen, co-main event for the vacant bantamweight belt. Peter Jan minus two twenty-five, plus one eighty-five for uh, Corey Sanhagen. What do you think, Marcel? You like the favor or the underdog in this one? Yeah, man, Peter's for, uh, second title defense, right? Um, really looking forward to <laughs> to this one. Um, I mean, Sandhagen pretty much got what he deserved, in my opinion. You know, I think he defeated TJ Dillashaw. He didn't got the decision there. Um, Rob Font was an option, you know, uh, but he had to fight with Aldo uh, lined up. So um, got the Corey Sandhagen. I have no problem with it at all. Uh, fun matchup, I think. Uh, Piotr Jan has looked amazing so far in the UFC. I haven't seen him lose... Um, and even against Sterling, he looked good, man. Many people say he lost the first two rounds, but I think he did very well in those rounds as well. So I don't really saw that. Uh, maybe one round, but he 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 won the most, the majority of the fight, in my opinion. Um, until that knee, 
looked really good so far in the UFC, like I said, um, against Aldo, did well. Um, now we fought Sandhagen. Sandhagen, yeah, man, I mean, that knockout over Marlon Moraes, the spinning, uh, the spinning uh, wheel kick or whatever was that, and the, the, the Edgar fight with the knockout, really good. Uh, against TJ Dillashaw, competitive fight, I think he won 48-47, didn't get the got victory. I think stylistically might be the most difficult fight for Piotr Jan, to be honest, in the division, man, but I'm much more intrigued with Piotr Jan against Santiago than Piotr Jan against Sterling, too, but to be really honest. Um, I'm still thinking Jan. I think he's the best, and uh, but I'm going with a decision. I don't see him finishing uh, Corey Santiago, so I'm going with Piotr Jan for a decision. Throw your uh, picks in the comments for these two uh, title fights, guys. I want to hear what people think about this one. So, yeah, I mean, I love the fight. Uh, I have no problem with Corey getting the fight. Rob Font wasn't available. TJ wasn't available. Sterling wasn't available. He already fought uh, Aldo, so it's the next natural choice. Great fight. Could have easily been the fight had he won the decision. It's Dillashaw, which was close. You know, this is an awesome fight. And I do think Corey Sangan has a chance in this fight because he's such a great striker and he's so unpredictable on the feet. But, you know, Jan is showing a pretty good chin throw his career. Just dropped the one time by Dodson. Otherwise, he's the one usually dropping guys. And, you know, for me... I really like Corey Sehagen. I love the striking. I love the length and everything. But the, the hole we saw in the game, again, is the grappling and just being controlled. And I think Peter Marcel, no one's talking about this. He had seven takedowns against Sterling. He got seven takedowns. He got, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy's <laughs> wrestling really good. And I think that's the difference. I think it actually is the is the grappling. And I look back to that fight with Aldo where he took it now, was pounding him out. I think he could do something similar. I don't know if he finishes Sehagen, who seems really, really tough. But I like Jan to win the fight. I, I think it's hard to go against him. I just think he's the better all-around fighter. Quite frankly, he should be undefeated in the UFC right now. Let's be let's be real. So he should win. Sahagan's great, but I think he's gonna lose a fight. Let me get these comments out, guys. Uh Doug says Jan's a true champ. I like Corey, but I think Jan's gonna use his wrestling. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. So we have the same exact take. I agree too, Kevin, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rivera was winning the fight. Both he was winning, I think, the first two rounds, and the last ten down. seconds he got knocked down. It Twice. was so weird. Yeah. yeah. He would have won the fight. So that is weird. Jimmy very by the way, I saw Jimmy. Did you see he, he said he has some news coming? I don't know if he signed anywhere. I don't know. I think he uh, he 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 fought out of his contract and uh, oh. I don't know what this was. Maybe he's going to Bellator or something. That would make yeah. he's used to fight there, I think. I um, actually hope he signs with PFL man. Or PFL would be good for the maybe they do a uh, Bantamweight tournament. I don't know if they're yeah. gonna do one next year. Saying he's top five, obviously. I mean, no one's saying he's not. And he might have beat to TJ. Kevin says if if Tay loses this, he'll have losses to Sterling TJ and Jan. It does leave him a tough spot, Kevin. I agree, but I mean, at the same time, I think we all respect him as a great fighter. At that I mean, point, though, it's tough to like go back to the title. He'd have to consider changing a division. This so. is this is a chance he has to jump on. You know, yeah. if he if he wins this fight, he is pretty much guaranteed a rematch with Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, a rematch he's probably not getting anytime soon if he didn't accept this fight. So and I'm still surprised how quick Aljo washed him in that fight. Like that was, I you yeah. know, that was surprising how quick he submitted him. All right, let's go to the main event: Marcel Jan Blahovitz against Glover Chair, UFC Light Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> Jan is a big favorite here, minus 290, plus 245 for Glover. The odds keep going up every time I look at them on Jan, Marcel. And uh, I'll just start it off here. I think it's for good reason. Um, I got to be honest with you guys, this fight was announced six months ago. As soon as they were announced, I liked Jan. You know, Marcel, I like him in this fight. I love the guy. I love both guys. They're both awesome. You, all, but you always like Jan. <laughs> I, I love both. I love yeah. Glover, too. Glover's a uh, you know longtime favorite. Amazing. Of mine. Love the guy. But, you know, turning 42 tomorrow, I want to say, uh, Thursday be 42 years old i mean i think he would be the oldest champ right besides the like grady couture i just can't see that really happening you know yon is in his even though he's 38 i actually think he's kind of in his prime right now and he's looked amazing lately five straight wins and again 
a guy who's traditionally a striker, but he's added wrestling to his game now. And that's why I think it's a, kind of a bad match for Glover because I think y'all can grapple with him now in, in addition to striking him on the feet. So I think it's going to be like kind of a, a competitive fight for a couple of rounds, but I think eventually, you know, Yon either catches him and finishes him or just wins the decision, Marcel. But I really like Yon to win the fight. I really feel confident he wins this fight. What do you think? Man, you know, I really like both guys. Uh, and I think everybody would love to see Glover Teixeira once get a UFC belt, but I don't see it happening, to be really honest, man, against Jan. Jan has looked so good lately, in my opinion. There was a moment where I picked Devin Clark to beat him, Jan Blachowicz, at a certain moment. And I thought that was Jan's UFC career. He was gone. But, man, he, he got crazy back. And, I mean, he has so much heart. Uh, legendary Polish power, right? And he does so well. Teixeira... He's a veteran, man. He's good. You saw what he could do against yeah. Thiago Santos, Anthony Smith, you know. Thing, thing is, I think that Jan lands a very hard blow to the head of uh, Glover in the first round. I think he puts him away either with ground and pound TKO or with just with a clean knockout. So I'm going with Jan in the first round. Early knockout. You know, field. I got a guy in my bowling team on Monday nights, um, and he's a he's a big MMA fan too. And he, I was asking about the fight. He thinks he's going to knock him in the first round too. But I was like, I think it's going to go a little later. So I actually kind of think it's going to be a little bit later than that, but I, I think he probably finishes him. Yeah. CM Hawk saying he thinks Glover and Jan will rock each other with heavy shots. Glover's going to finish him eventually. Yeah, it's possible. I like Jan, but didn't think he's allowed to be a favorite. I missed my dog money, Jan. Me too. I bet on him against uh, what is it, Luke Rockhold, Israel. Yeah, a couple – Rockhold, too. That was amazing. That was so nice. Glover should try to grapple. I agree. I mean, obviously. But I do think that Jan's grappling you know, is probably good enough now that he can defend takedowns. We'll see, though. Like, it's not like – it's not the same guy that fought Patrick Cummins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> remember that? when? Yeah. Well, well, Glover deserves a shot. Polish power should have stayed. I think Glover's going to use the clinch to kick, uh, take away Jan's kicks, but Glover's past prime. Jan, fourth-round TKO. Doug, I kind of feel the same as you. I think a fourth fourth round TKO, that's what I'm feeling too, buddy. The fight with Izzy is best showing. I bet him on that fight. And I had a good read on this guy. I think I have a really good read on Jan Blahovitz right now. And, and I love the guy. So that's that's the breakdown, guys. Many, UFC 267. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Go ahead, Marcel. Many people got nuts with you when you said the Jan was going to be I know, I know. Well. So I was so happy for you when it happened. So I know. Same like, with the, I remember when Rose fought Wei Li. That, that too was like kind of crazy. I mean, I made some bad picks, but I made some good bold ones too. And it's it's fun, you know it's fun to pick underdogs too sometimes you know Marcel like if you just pick the favorites it gets a little boring so all right um we got a few other things to talk about here we got we don't have a lot of chance we don't have a lot of time left I got it going but we got a few minutes left we'll talk about Tender Series and PFL quickly and CM talks is asking quickly about Tapiri Monster I think we talked about it yesterday in the podcast I want to say uh, I can't remember who asked this so I kind of lean towards Tapiri but a great fight um, any thoughts on that quickly Marcel. No, I have to look into it first. But yeah, I, so I think that's what you uh, said yesterday too. Yeah. So, okay, let's do um, let's do uh, contender series really quick. Okay, so we'll, we'll go through the card really fast here. Um, not a full breakdown, but we'll just do quick, quick picks. Quick picks, yeah, quick picks exactly. So let's let's look at this fight. We got uh, this is the main event: Gadji Omar Gazidev against Jancy Silva, and uh, Gadzi minus five fifty. Jancy Silva plus four twenty five. Pretty sure Gadzi wins the fight. Marcel, you like him? Slightly lean. I think Jancy's good as well. So yeah, the odds are a little high actually. Minus yeah. five fifty. Yeah, they look a little high. Um, next fight, Christian Quinones against Long Jiao. Same odds. Minus five fifty plus four twenty five. What do you think about that one? Quinones wins the fight. I like him too in that fight. Jiao uh, got a padded record, man. There's a lot of guys in this card with padded records, including this this scrub who I know Marcel wants to talk about here. Or <laughs> Oron Kalon takes on Javid Basarat. Um, so we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, but Colin, Oren Colin missed weight. 
This guy's also 36 years old. He's on contender series. He's not 40. He's 36, by the way. So Marcel, he's 36. So I, I showed that to you yesterday, I think, right? For his age. Mm-hmm. He's not 40 because you guys have 40 on topology. He's 36. Um, yes, it's changed. Oh, it's, it's changed. It's changed. There you go. Good job. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy called the guy terrorist. Like, uh, I know you want – you have some quick thoughts on this because I know you want to say something yesterday. Anything? I mean, there's a really shady kind of thing with Oren Kalan where he is like uh, with a nationalist group, that kind of stuff that he is, um, that he has fights on his record that doesn't even happen, that he paid promoters or fighters to uh, get wins to put on his record. You know, there's really shady stuff with the dude. And um, I think he's going to get stopped by Javid Basharat, obviously, man. I think Basharat will win the five because I think Basharat is a good fighter. Kalan. He's not going to win that fight, you know. And uh, there was, uh, yeah, we all saw what happened yesterday. Um, just stupid, you know. Um, I mean, what can you say about it? I think the, the best answer for Javid is to knock him out probably. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope he knocks him out because this guy's a, a scrub. Um, let's go to the next fight. Kui uh, Yan against Kareem Silva. Uh, Silva minus 280, Yan plus 240. You think the underdog can win this one, Yan? I'm taking Silva on this one, man. Oh. I think Silva will win. Um, I think she's the teammate with the with the with the with the with the, with the, with the Jancy Silva guy. I don't even know if they're related, but they are definitely uh, training with each other. Oh, so. really? Okay, okay, yeah. that makes sense. So I'm uh, yeah. I'm taking Karine here to win. I don't have a lot of knowledge about these two fighters. I'll be honest with you, Karine. You know, she's been around for a while, though. I, I do know that, so I understand why she's favored. I just think the odds are a little bit high because Jan is pretty physically strong. Um, Couple other fights here. We got Manuel Torres against Colton England. Uh, England minus one fifty-seven. Torres plus one thirty-seven. What do you think of this one, quickly? Uh, difficult, man. I, I might go for many Torres here, but I'm not sure at all. Colton England is pretty decent as well. So, yeah. You, what do you think? I would. I was leaning towards Torres a little bit too. That was my slight lead, but you know, I think Colton's looked pretty good in Fury Fighting Championship. Mm-hmm. So. But I don't. I don't really know, man. I mean, we'll see. I, that's not a fight I would bet on. I'll see that right now. Last fight: Oliver uh, Olivier Murad against Bin G G minus two ninety Murad plus two forty five. Quick thoughts. I only saw Murad fight once against Mama John Naimov and Titan. He looked pretty well. I'm going with him. I don't know too much about this, the Chinese guy, to be really honest. Uh, C. Bin. I know he fought at one championship, I think. Um, but I, I, re- I really ca- can't really recall his fights in one championship. But yeah. I know he fought there many times. Yeah, like almost all his fights are there. So, yeah, I would. I think he's going to win the fight. But it's just tough, man. These, like, these uh, I think I want to say they're like ultimate – not ultimate fighter China – China performance institute fighters, right? Some of these guys. Some are, yeah. So like definitely just, the girl the girl is definitely. Yeah, I just don't know a lot about them or so I need to watch them fight. I don't really like betting on contender series guys. I feel like it's really tough to bet on. There's so many upsets. We just don't mm-hmm. have a lot of information. There are some good lines sometimes, especially with props, though. I will say that too. All right, let's go to PFL, guys. We're gonna do this last minute. We're gonna go overtime here, Marcel, by a few minutes, but that's okay. Quick picks. Couple, <laughs> yeah, quick picks. Exactly. So let's go to the bottom here. Don Madge taking on Nathan Williams. Uh, odds for the, let me pull the odds up to you, Marcel. I should mention the odds. Don Madge minus six twenty plus four plus uh, five plus four sixty for uh, Nathan Williams. Yeah, Don Madge is going to win this fight. Those are Bellator odds, man. Yeah, Don Madge. Yeah, no, I agree. Julia Bud, Kaylin Young, Julia Bud minus four forty, Kaylin Young plus three fifty. Julia Bud wins this fight too. Another, Bellator, another type of Bellator fight. Another fight where the favorite's going to win. Omar Medov against Jordan Young. Medov minus six hundred. Plus 425 for Jordan Young. Who do you like that one? Mario Akhmadov. 
I'm just going to see what if you parlay all three of those when it comes to. Minus 157. Honestly, I don't think that's a terrible bet. I think all three of them win easily. Marcel, don't you? Matt, Madge, Bud, and Ackman, I don't think they win, they'll win really easily. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Like, by the way, this is to me, this is fucked up how they put million dollar fights in the prelims. Come yeah, on. what the hell? <laughs> this is really stupid. You, this is what I'm saying. Like, PFL is just it makes me scratch my head because they got Clarissa Shields on the main on the main card. I know she's a big name, but she is not. She's not fighting for a million dollars. This is kind of disrespectful. These guys. And how did they pick these guys to go on the prelims? Eh, Marcel? Like, why did these guys get the the uh, the short of the stick? Yeah. Loic Radzibov and Roush Manfield. Uh, Radzibov minus two twenty five. Manfield plus one eighty five. You think Manfield can get another upset or, or Radzibov wins? Ooh, I likely to pick Ratzabov here, man. I, I like Rashman Fio. He looked pretty well in all of his fights so far. I think I think he only lost the first one against Martinez, which was a close fight. But um, I'm going with uh, Ratzabov here. I would lean towards Ratzabov, but I'm not completely sold on him. And honestly, and I think that the odds are too high. I wouldn't bet on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just lost a couple of fights going to that Alex Martinez guy. And I, I do think that Roush, you know, he's pulled off some upsets, man. He's kind of an underrated guy that people don't think is great, and he's pulled off three upsets, I think, in a row. So I think he's got a decent chance for So I think it's Dogger Pass, I'll be honest. Uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. versus Martin Hamlet. Odds for this one, minus 175 for Jr., plus 155 for Hamlet. What do you think? Carlos Jr., but by using his fight IQ this time. So Yeah, I'm, you think uh, so, eh? Yeah. It's t- it's, this is kind of a tough one, but... So- Seeing Hamlet get submitted two fights ago was really, really sketchy, right? Hey man, if he if he doesn't use his fight IQ to win one million dollars, I mean, I come mean, on, the dude should, he should have his way with him on the ground. In my you opinion. know, Junior, he got cut by the UFC. I want to say after losing to Brad Tavares, I think it was this year, and it's like it's turned out much better for him. He probably's yeah. gonna win this fight, but Hamlet is a dangerous guy too. So I'll give give Hamlet some credit. But again, seeing it submitted by Corey Hendricks that faces Junior, that's not good. All right, Mavli Kabuliev against Chris Wade. Odds for this one. Kabuliev minus 170, Chris Wade plus 150. You know, Marcel, I love Chris Wade, but I think this is kind of a bad fight for him, man. Kabuliev's going to win the fight. Dude, you know I love Mavli. Been high on him for years, you know? So, yeah, yeah for sure. Wade is a good fighter, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, Mavli, he should have got the unanimous decision win against Lofnin. I, I like yeah. Lofnin a lot, but that wasn't a split one. Um, yeah, Mavli wins this fight, for sure. I'm Bruno sure. Campoloza against uh, Ante Delia. This is a rematch. They fought a few months ago. Delia was a massive favorite. He was like minus 600 and got knocked out. Now yeah. Campoloza is the, uh, the favorite, minus 185, Delia plus 160. So anytime that happens, guys, you have to just kind of take a step back for a sec because there's a big change of perceptions, guys. Like, You know, I like Campoloza myself, but I think I think Delia is legit too. So I, in a heavyweight fight, man, I'm kind of thinking it's Dogger Pass, even though he got knocked out by this guy. I know it's crazy. It sounds crazy, but every fight's different. So, any thoughts? Adam, yeah. How, cra- how crazy would this be if Dalia wins? Because he was one year ago, he was supposed to fight in the UFC against Serial Gun on short notice, but the PFL <laughs> didn't allow him. I say, get back here. It worked pretty well it. for him, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, that would be great, you know, for him. But close, close, uh, not a close fight, but just hard to predict. You know what I mean? I think one punch can put, put away either one, in my opinion. So, I don't really want to give a pick here because I'm not sure. Yeah, okay, so let's go a couple of our fights left. Uh, Clarissa Shields against Abigail Montez. Huge odds, Shields. Or not huge, actually, minus 300. Not that big, Mon- plus 250 on Montez. What do you think? Montez decision. No, just kidding. Probably Shields. I'm going with Shields. Shields, for sure. You know, Montez, from what I've heard, is like a kickboxer. And, yeah, she does have, I think, some knockouts. But I think she'll. it could be the detriment of her, Marcel, going up against uh, someone like Shields that can, has that power. So, I, yeah, I think that's... Uh, yeah, it's a bad matchup for it. Now, two more fights left quickly. Magomed, Magomed Kirov against Ray Cooper the third rematch for the welterweight championship. 
I love Ray Cooper, man. He's a great fighter, but we saw this fight a couple years ago. Magnum had won. I expect him to win again. Marcel? For sure. Margo McCarrum off the Dagestani Eminem. Yeah. And the last one, Marcel, Kayla Harrison, minus 5,000 <laughs> against Kayla Guerrero plus 1,400. So what do you think, Marcel? Minus 5,000, does she win? <laughs> Kayla Harrison is every year, every year like, hey, another million. Hey, another million. Great. Thank you, another million. Yeah, for sure she's going to win. I would be super surprised if she didn't. No disrespect to Gradado, but she's just like – Five steps ahead of every other woman in that division. So yeah, that's why sure. she has the best job on the earth. Like she yeah. has to fight people that aren't like even close to where she is, and she wins a million dollars. Like yeah. I almost wonder if the other fighters in like the UFC, like the champs, are even like a little jealous of her. You know, yeah. I feel like she's got an easy gig. All right, that's it for today, guys. Really appreciate everyone sticking with us. It was a lot of fun. Um, give our picks for UFC, Tender Series, and PFL. Marcel, plug yourself. Let's get out of here. It's still the same, guys. Big Marcel24, Twitter, Instagram, MMADNA.nl, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Let me get these comments, guys, and I'll get out of here. CM Hawk says, I saw an interview a few weeks ago on a podcast with Don Madge where he says that due to his relationship with Cyborg, the UFC didn't keep him much active. That makes sense. I think they're, like, good friends because Cyborg used to, like, go to South mm-hmm. Africa and do some charity work, honestly. Doug says he enjoyed the podcast. Can't wait for the next one. Hey, thanks for having us, man. Or thanks for joining us, I should say. And Tristan, uh, man, glad to have you here. And same with you, CM Hawk. All right, you guys can follow me on Twitter at mmadamartinpodcast, mmadamartinpodcast.com. It's on iTunes, Spotify, all those places, guys. You can find your podcast, SoundCloud, uh, Anchor, all those places. Um, I'm also available at bjpen.com, miamianews.com, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting, The All-Star, and Bookies. So have a great day, guys. Have a great week. And we'll be back on Monday to recap. We have the UFC 267, PFL, and Dana White's Contender Series. Have a great week. Peace.